0: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, how's it going,
1: John? I like those glasses, man. Are those well, new? Well, the thing is, you know, when you get to a certain age, you realize that you can't see up close, <laughs> and, and you have to, like, have corrective vision, so... Went to Walgreens and got me some readers, and because I see your notes, and I want to make sure I follow them correctly. <laughs> I
0: hear you, man. Yeah. I, I've ridden with you a lot of times, and you're just yeah. now getting glasses. I right, feel, yeah. Feel I feel my mean, safety's 40, been in
1: danger. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, I've been doing pretty good. My eyeballs were good till I turned 45, and now they're kind of like going, what do you call it, need warranty. Yeah. So, yeah, extended warranty.
0: I least. think all of yeah. us are getting to that. Yeah. I'm not far behind you. I'm a, few years, a couple of years behind you, but... There's some stuff going out on this old body too so deacon chef's just he's pitiful man yeah, i don't no. want to even talk he's, about him he's he's like suck it up buttercup no. but but anyway well here we are we find ourselves at the end of july and fixing to start uh into august here and that means that we've got another month coming another narrow road another another month that uh coming in eyes is sponsoring us and you know, I just want to say thank you to them again. You know, guys, we've been talking about it a lot. You know what Covenant Eyes is by now. So what you need to do is go get the trial. Go try to see what this could do in your life. Go go see if this is something that will help you if you're struggling right now. Um, doing nothing is not going to help. Right. But, you know, this is something you could try for th- uh, free for 30 days and find out if it helps you. And if it does, then I'm pretty sure it's worth the, lo- the minimal amount of money it costs sure. to protect yourself and your family and every like, month. And, like, let us know. Yeah. yeah, so you can do that by going to com slash pew. Hey, look, most of you guys are going through the narrow road, and as you journey through God's word in the narrow road, don't let sexual sin become an impediment to your growth. Grab that free trial today, again, by going to com slash pew. So guys, check that out today. I also want to say, like, we've got a couple of uh, speaking engagements I've been invited to, too. Uh, that seems to be picking up. You know, Everything's opening back up, and I start to see a lot of different big events that have been canceled uh, start to get rescheduled. And we've actually been asked to go on a lot of different radio shows but also to speak uh, at at different uh, functions. So I've got one coming up in Indiana next month. I'm going uh, up to Steubenville uh, in the fall, and there were two more in September that just got scheduled the other day. Mm -hmm. So if you're a guy that loves the show and you really think that this has made a difference in your life and you have that call within you or that fire or that feeling maybe – to try to start something in your parish or to jumpstart the men in your parish, you know, think about bringing me in. I love to talk to guys. It's it's you know I love to to just sit down and talk with guys that are dealing with the things that we're talking about, right? And struggling with how do I live my faith more? We all know that there's a lot of guys out there that are showing up to do things in the parish, but there may not always be in mass. They may not always be living the spiritual side of their faith. So I love to come in and give talks like that and to help parishes start to form a plan of how to uh, get men more engaged in, in, in groups that will help them grow in their spirituality and their community with other brothers. So you can look at that and, and, and write me an email over at bookme at com If you want me to come into your parish, you can do it all there and then we can have a conversation and see you know what we can work out. But I love to do it and we're back able to do that now that COVID is over. Um, but you know, Victor. You know, I talked about another month, and we are—we're about to enter into August, mm-hmm. and it's another month of the narrow road. And I can't—I just continue to be um, just humbled by the responses that men give about the narrow road. We we asked for some videos from guys to share the testimony of what it's done and how it's helped them grow in their relationship with God and with their family, and how it's helped them live virtue. And we're putting those together in a video that'll go on the website, but. I mean, I just listened to some of them and to hear the progress some of these men have made and just the things they've had to say about the difference it's made in their life, like just doing these simple practices each and every day and living out, purposely living out mm-hmm. each virtue every month is helping them grow you know, and move away from vice and away from some of the bad habits they had and start to apply these things and really live them in their life. You know, I've told you before, we can talk about being virtuous all we want, but until we start to live virtue in our lives, it's just going to be talk right until we make the choice to say i'm going to do this same thing with reading scripture same thing with praying and going to mass and all those other things until we make our mind up that we're going to do it we're not going to see the change so this is something the narrow road is something to help you um to continue to or to start that journey towards um building that relationship and growing in those things that that we always talk about on here so this next month this virtue is on courage and and that's, you know, a lot of people don't know that yet because they don't know until right till it comes out or when it gets to their house. But this next month is going to be on courage. And, you know, Victor, I don't know if there's a virtue out there that the men of our faith need right now more than the virtue of courage. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of time looking at today's world to realize that it needs men to stand up for what's right. You know, today's culture is moving further and further away, as you know, from the Christian values that defined it for so long. Um, we have all seen the fallout with our countries, our families, or our faith because of it. And now more than ever we need men of the faith courageously take a stand and be different and show the world that there's a better way
1: yes well i mean we were talking about earlier about like identifying people within the bible and the gospels mm-hmm. and even in the in the history books were who exhibited you know bravery or courage in a moment where the odds are insurmountable right you know and, you, and we talked about this before all the great movies have mm-hmm. that hero that stands up to what to the to the evil power, sure. or to the or to the people that have the most power who aren't good.
0: The Resident
1: Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like that. So that we're all drawn to that story, which is kind of what Christ was in Himself. He came into a world of darkness, and He was the light, and He brought the light, and He shared the light by dying for all of us. Yeah.
0: Well, no, and that you're exactly right, and that's you know one of my favorite versions or stories of courage in the Bible is obviously David and Goliath. It's an easy one to go to. You know, it always elicits that desire in me to be courageous. And, you know, I know everybody knows this story, but just to go back to it for a minute, you know, David was this young boy that had been anointed uh, Mm -hmm. at an early age, you know, when, when they went to, who was it? Was it Samuel? Yes, Samuel went to Samuel yeah. went to, uh, to see which one of the of the brothers was going was to like, be the no, king. He, That's got to be the guy. And he's yeah. like, nope,
1: that guy. No. Nope. Yeah, they bring in. Yeah. You got any
0: others left? And the scrawny yeah. kid from the pasture comes in. Right. Well, there's some time that's passed since then, and now the Israelites are at the war at war with the Philistines, and you know uh, David's brothers are at war, and so their dad naturally wants you know mm-hmm. news of the war, so he sends David over there with food uh, under the pretense of feeding them, but it's really to find. You know, news of the war and of his sons, and when David arrives, I mean, the Bible says here that um, the men of Israel were stunned and terrified when he showed up, and it's because Goliath, this nine-foot guy with you know seventy-five pounds of armor and a sword that was bigger than most men and a and a scythe and all these things, or scythe I think, uh, is standing there, and they're all shaking in their boots. But David shows up, and he says, um, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should insult the armies of the living God?" Like, here's this young boy, everyone, Mm -hmm. including the king, and this entire army is shaking at the sight of this one man. And so Saul catches word of this, and he calls for David, and, you know, David starts to tell him that he's going to fight him. And Saul basically asks if he's nuts, you know, and starts listing out all the reasons why he can't fight Goliath. You know, you're too young, you're um, you're not strong enough, all these things he keeps telling him. And David responds to his king in this way. He says, your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and took a sheep from the flock, I went after it and attacked it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I grabbed it by its mane and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. And then he goes on to say, The Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So then David leaves Saul, Saul's like, okay, whatever, it's your, your funeral, mm-hmm. you know? And he's, so David goes out there and Goliath sees him and basically says "Am I a dog that you're gonna send this guy to me, mocking him. Like, is this all you got, really? And David tells him, you know, you come at me, against me, with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord, um, and uh, the Lord of hosts, and the God of the armies of Israel whom you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. And with that, we know what happens. David picks up the stones. He slings one. He kills Goliath right there, and the story should inspire us because the main point that I get out of this and why I said it, it it elicits this courageous this desire for courage in me is because David shows up and his his courage and his brashness and his boldness his bravery isn't based on. His own accomplishments. It's right. not based on how he's worked out and how he looks and his physicality and his skill set. It's based on the fact that he knows he's anointed, he's chosen by God, and that he believes in God with everything. He looks at it and says, God has never left me. God has never let me fail when I've gone to do battle for him, when I've done what he's asked for me. He's not going to let me fail in this moment. And so that should show us that this true courage that God calls us to doesn't come from our own strength or from our own abilities, but the knowledge of the level of faith we have in him mm-hmm. and that our courage should come from his strength and his strength alone it's kind of like the word you're describing is zeal you know yeah. that's the in the bible where zeal is
1: kind of like the combination of faith and love mm-hmm. like his unbreakable bond like whenever some like that's why jesus liked paul because he had zeal mm-hmm. you know he was i mean yeah he was going after christians but he said your zeal is why i called you, you sure know? and and i think the same thing where all these these saints we call like saint ignatius he was a warrior right mm-hmm. I mean, Saint Augustine was pretty much addicted to sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but they had zeal to do something. They were like they they did something with all their might. And then when they're called by God, what all that that passion turned into what serving he God. He channeled it right. somewhere he wanted right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: exactly right. And and so, you know, the thing with David was he was anointed. Like he realized that God had. Had a special place in his heart that he had called him to do something greater with his life. And that's why I was saying that the virtue of courage to me right now is needed more than anything in men Mm. of the faith because we have to realize that we're anointed. You know, the same thing that that God had done to David or or had, you know, that, that God did through Samuel to David has been done to us through our baptism, right? We have been anointed, we've been given the Holy Spirit, and we've been chosen by God. That's the thing. We have been anointed with the Holy Spirit in our baptism, and we have the same power and permission David had to stand up for the Lord in our faith. And so we need to realize all of these Goliaths, we all have Goliaths, right? These Goliaths in our lives. It might be uh, your porn problem or your drinking problem or your drug problem or you know, work stress or, or not getting along with your, your wife, but there's Goliaths in our lives that we either stand up and we act courageously towards or or we cower back like those those guys in the in the right. army of israel we take
1: steps back and we rethink it right
0: yeah. and so right. many of us including myself for so long cowered back and said i don't want any part of that right i i don't have any power over that i can't do anything about that but that's not the courageous way we have to remember that we can do all things that Christ through, through christ who strengthens us and david knew that so we have to know that, because there's gonna be Goliaths that come at us each and every day. There's some that come at, at us from our own church, right? There's mm-hmm. been news lately that upsets people and they feel like they're being attacked. So we have to be courageous about, you know, believing that God is has everything under control, that God has a handle on everything, and that we need to stand up and live our faith the way that we're called to live. You know, we look at the culture all the time and we see just it seems like never in the history of the world has it been in such a crazy time as it is now. With abortion being so, so such an easy thing to do now and such a, a, a condoned thing by so much of the world. You look at the transgenderism stuff and just the way all of these things are an attack on the family. And, and the people that God has put in, in place to to stand between all of that in the family is you and I, or, or, or all the men that are listening out here. We're the ones that are meant to stand in that breach, and the only way we can do that is by allowing God, understanding that God has placed that power within us, but that power is His. And having that knowledge and that belief that He's going to give us the strength to be courage when we need c- courageous when we need to be courageous right and that's kind of what you were talking about the image you're
1: you're referring to when you're saying that is Kyle. you told me this this image that uh donnie bill bill gave you yeah. right and, and am i jumping a into little here? bit yeah sorry but, that's all right. but but you're right we we are there to protect mm-hmm. you know not only to be protect but also be example for daughters and for our sons to know this is how you deal with stress this is how you deal with things that don't go your way you know and and some things you can't control you pray you know prayer is necessary in life and i think for for kids to see their father pray like pope john paul ii did saw his father pray in the middle of the night it 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 gave him a seed of like wow that my dad is zealous for the lord sure and i want to do the same thing you know and we because we tend to mimic our fathers you know and the best we can and and we hope that our children mimic us in the best qualities we have sure
0: and you look at like you mentioned people from the bible and history i mean you look at people like john the baptist i Mm -hmm. mean he walked straight into into King Herod's court and called him out about what was going on with marrying his, his brother's wife and all of these things. And he knew what was going right. to happen to him, right? But he wasn't afraid because he knew that in the end, he was doing what God asked him to do, and he had faith that God had a plan and was going to take mm-hmm. care of him. You look at Jesus as he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, and he's 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 feeling the human emotion of being afraid and scared and asking for that cup to be right. pa- to pass from him. But what does he do? He calls again on the Father's strength, Lord. If this is Your will, then then let it be done. Right, depending on God to get him through it. You know, it was it was God's love for us and Christ's love for us that kept him nailed to that cross, right? That that uh, that made him stay up there for us. And so we have to realize when we when we depend on God's strength instead of our own, that's where we find our true courage. Mm-hmm. If we just try to say, I'm going to white-knuckle this and go and, and try to do this on our own, a lot of times we're going to fail. We have to have that relationship with God and that knowledge of him and what he wants and who he is and what what he's allowing us to do through him so that we can grow into that courageous behavior and that virtue of courage that we need in our life. And, you know, a lot of guys ask about this all the time. They say, well, you know, we're talking about these virtues, but how do we actually live them in our life? And that's what we talk about in the narrow road. So I want to share a little bit of that right mm-hmm. now uh, for next month for those of you that, that you know, pr- a preview for those of you that are signed up and, and maybe something that, uh, you know, to answer some of questions from people that don't know what it is and haven't tried it yet. But, you know, we always talk about putting these virtues into place in the major relationships of our life. And the first one we always start with in the month is with God. Because again, you can't get anything else in your right and right in your life if you don't get your relationship with God right. So you know, people might say, "Well, how do you how are you courageous with God?" I mean, that doesn't make sense, right? How do you have courage with God? Are you afraid of God or something like that? That's not what I'm getting at. What I mean is that to be courageous with God, for a lot of men, the first point is surrender, mm-hmm. right? And that that's an oxymoron, right? To be courageous means to surrender. That doesn't seem very courageous. We're not talking about a field of battle here, right? We're not talking about Braveheart or something like right. that. We're talking about the, the, the battle of your heart. You know, uh, and, and the only way that we're going to win that battle is not on our own, but by letting God fight the fight for us, right? So he's the one that has overpowered the devil already and can continue to win battles of our heart against him. So we have to be able to surrender. That is the courageous thing to do. A lot of men, as we talk about, want to white-knuckle their way through life. They want to control their own life. And so they don't want to give that up Mm -hmm. because that means – that's my, sense, my false sense of security is I control everything in my life. If I'm in control, what happens to me, I can really kind of dodge and weave and move and allow the good things to happen and avoid the bad. But that's an illusion. Mm-hmm. We have no control of what happens in our life. You can walk out that door and die of a heart attack in the next two seconds or get hit by a car or, or something, and you have no control over or say over any of that. God has the control so being courageous with God means surrendering to him trusting him you know facing your fears of giving up control facing the fear of God rejecting you that's another thing with God a lot of guys go well I want to surrender but I'm afraid that he that he's not going to want me right if he, he if he's God and he knows everything I've done he won't want anything to do with me guys that's the lie of the devil as we've talked about before that's why we have to surrender to him because in that moment he's going to show you that he doesn't care about what you've done right that's why he gave us confession mm-hmm. so that he could show you he doesn't care about what you've done he just wants to he cares about what you're going to do moving forward and then of course fear, facing the fear of losing everything right that's the other fear we face with god is is just sort of if i give my life over what does that mean for me how am i going to know who i am anymore what can i do and not do anymore what am i going to lose in my life what fun that i used to have am i not going to get to have anymore because of the rules i have to follow and i would say to that you know, that there is no one who knows who you should be better than the one who created you. So oftentimes when we're courageous with all of these things with God, we find out that it's not all this suffering and loss and, 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 and fear of surrender of control that we should be worried about. We should be worried about missing out on the peace and the joy that waits for us when we're able to do
1: that. Well, you're also kind of hitting those bullet points that, that bullseye of fear is what a lot of us prevents us from being courageous in the, the act that we need to be. Courageous in, and and even the scripture says, "Fear not." I mean, how many times did Jesus say, "Fear not, fear not"? Yeah, fear a lot. <laughs> you think, you think, you know, by repetition we understand. Oh, he's trying to tell us, "Fear not." That's what he yeah. means by saying, "Fear not." And I think that's what we kind of have to comprehend is that we should, we really have no need to fear. Like you said, if God has anointed us in our heart and we're baptized, sure, you know, all this stuff that we receive the sacraments and therefore we are beloved. By God, we are his yeah. children. So therefore, he's going to do everything he can to, like, make sure that we're okay, you know, and, and, and not have some, for us to have some grandiose ideas what he thinks he wants us to do, Sure, but to, to, to know, move in every day of our life and not be fearful of what the day brings.
0: Well, and that's that's often a sign of how we can tell that we're getting out in front of God or we're right. depending on ourselves more than God is when we feel fear. It's just, It's a pretty relevant sign that you're getting out and trying to do things on your own. Because when you're living within your discernment and what mm-hmm. God is asking of you, you should be confident in that a lot of times. So we've got to remember to stay uh, stay in where he wants us and not try to get out in right. front of him ahead of him. Um, the next thing is with our wives. We always practice the virtue with our wives. And with that, I'd say guys have to have the courage to be vulnerable. You know, that's what we talk about next month in that. You know, a lot of guys we might be a little vulnerable with our friends or the men in our life our brothers stuff like that but with our wives it seems like we're afraid to be intimate a lot with our wives and i'm talking about outside of the bedroom fellows mm-hmm. i'm not and i don't mean being intimate in that way in another room in the house i mean <laughs> being right. intimate in other ways besides sexually with our wives you know we don't want to maybe expose wounds or or talk about things that worry us and things like that with our wives we want to just kind of keep it close to the vest and keep it to ourselves. And our wives are looking for men that, that can be ultimately vulnerable with them, mm-hmm. right? And that's where it takes courage. It's, not, it's to shed the, the lie of, no, to be a man means I, I need to show my wife I'm not, I don't need anything, right? And then I can handle everything. i got to be that rock for her, and I can't have anything wrong with me. They can see through all that stuff. They know us better than, than we know ourselves. Right. So they know it's a farce. And a lot of times we're trying to keep up this thing that they already know is a joke. So we need to have the courage to be vulnerable with them, to pray with them, to do these things spiritually that we need to do to invite them into that so that we can be equally yoked in our marriage and in fighting these battles we have to fight. Um, You know, you also have to be courageous in laying down your own wants and desires. You have to be courageous about getting rid of selfishness in your life, which is very hard for men because we want to say, well, if I start giving into her desires and her wants then what's gonna happen to mine? How long do I have to do this? When do I get what I want again? Mm -hmm. And all those voices, so we have that fear of giving up, um, of living for the other. So we've gotta get rid of that by being courageous in our marriages and opening up our hearts and really being vulnerable and honest with our wives so that we can share in these things that the devil often uses to put wedges between us because we're trying to hide it behind this brick wall of our hearts but they know us as I said before better than we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we have to be courageous in that way with them. Um, the other one, uh, the third one, is with our kids. You know, and this is what you were alluding to a minute ago. Bill Donnie sent me this picture of of, of uh, this father and this young girl, and she's sitting in this field. She's kneeling in this field, looking at this beautiful flower that's lit up. But the rest of the picture is dark, and there's fire raining down from the sky, and this. This father, her dad, has one hand on her right shoulder above her, and he's on one knee, and he has this massive so- uh, shield like along his arm, and he's taking the brunt of the flames on the shield and on his legs and on his back. But the girl, she has no idea what's going on because he is protecting her mm-hmm. from not phys- just physical harm. That picture is actually alluding to the spiritual things because she doesn't notice what's going on around her. And look, Victor, I mean, we both have kids, you know. There's a lot of things in this world that want to tell our children who they should be, what they should be. Um, they want to tell us as parents that you're not a good parent if you don't give your kid a cell phone right. at six years old. You're not a good parent or if you don't. Or just very poor influences around them. Right, right? Yeah. so in a lot of times, we don't have courage. We have fears that that you know we don't want to tell our kids we don't have the courage to tell our kids no to things that we know aren't good for them because we don't want to be those parents, or you know, we want our kid to not be ridiculed because they don't have a phone or they don't have a device or they're not allowed to watch certain shows and and things like that. And there's so much peer pressure in the world to conform and to be the same as everybody else that a lot of times we cave as parents, right? Because it's easier, right? I don't have to listen to it or or well, if so and so's kids are doing it, then it's probably okay. But no, we're God calls us to protect our family, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Those choices come down to us as men and our wives about what's best for our kids, and we have to have the courage to stand up against all this other stuff out there that says, you know, I'm worried about my kid being upset. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Your kid will still live if he doesn't get a phone at nine years old. You know, I mean, there's there's things like that that the world continues to do to try to pressure you into doing what everybody else is doing. And and we have to have that courage to become that spiritual leader of the family by saying no to those things. So that's you know how we can be courageous with our kids. Also with our neighbors, just the fear of losing relationships and all the things that the devil puts in our way. Um, to face the fear of being canceled or mocked for living differently than other people. That's where we need courage to do the right thing basically no matter the consequences. And the only way we're ever gonna have the, con- the the courage to, to do that is to listen to what God has told us. He says in Joshua 1, 9, be strong and of good courage, be not frightened, neither be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then Jesus tells us himself, I've told you this so that you might have peace in me and in the world you will have trouble, but take courage, I have conquered the world. We need to keep those words in the forefront of our mind because Jesus has promised us again and again look you're going to have trouble people are going to hate you for standing up for what I've asked you to but that's part of it right look what he had to go through himself you know when he was here the lord of lords the king of kings everything he had to go through we have to go through that too he had the courage that came from from his love and his relationship with god that's where his strength came from and that's where ours has to come through come from too So guys, if if this is something, if you're looking at this or any of this has hit you in a way where you're thinking like, this is what I'm struggling with or these are places in my life that I need to learn to be more courageous, then I would ask you to sign up for The Narrow Road. We go through virtues like this every month. If you want to live this way, if you want these changes in your life, then you have to do something about it. So you know if you want to start practicing the virtue of courage or the other virtues in your everyday life with God and your relationship with God and the other ones you love, then just go to com and sign up for the community there. You could try it out there you know, a month. If you don't like it the first month, you can get rid of it, but it's an easy plan, something you could fit simply in your life so that you could stop wrestling with these things and start to really practice this stuff in your life. So much about life is talk, right? We talk about so much, one day I'm gonna do this. One day this'll happen. I'll get to that at some point. I'm gonna be virtuous if I just simply decide I'm gonna be virtuous. That's not the case right you don't get better at things without practice and without habits in your life and this is what this does so you know there's a community of men out there as I mentioned in the beginning that are doing this together that are sharing videos and pictures from all over the world and talking about just the the difference it's making in their marriage and their relationship with their kids and especially in their relationship with God so guys again you can sign up for that at just a guy on the I know that when I was going through my deal and through my troubles in my life, I wish I had something like this. God led me to it, thank God, on my own, but this is here for you, and hopefully it'll help you in the way that it helped me. So guys, look, we need courageous men of faith now more than ever, so throw that bushel basket off and start making courageous decisions with God, your family, and in the world today. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, it's becoming more and more challenging to live out our faith as Catholic men in the world today. Each day it seems we have to face more and more Goliaths in our lives. Help us to remember that the courage we need to face these ever-growing challenges comes from your strength and not our own. And Father, whenever we feel our courage and determination waning, remind us that like David, you have chosen us and we too come in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at Just a guy in the pew at gmail.com.